Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. When it comes to using data, everyone is different. From the morning rushers to the midnight revelers. No matter how you use data, we've created a different kind of wireless network. One that's designed to save you money by giving you more choice and control compared to other top wireless carriers. Choose unlimited, shared data, or mixed lines of each and switch any line, anytime. No one else lets you do that. Design your own data with Xfinity Mobile. Click, call, or visit XfinityMobile.com. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Requires residential postpay Xfinity Internet. Actual savings vary and are not guaranteed. For Xfinity Mobile broadband disclosures, visit Xfinity.com slash mobile. Now this is Hollywood Unlocked. Yo, it's Hollywood Unlocked Uncensored. I'm Jason Lee. I am Alyssa Ford, a.k.a. The Curve Queen. It's DJ Damage. Let's get it started. Okay, and somehow we're sitting next to the um, sexiest man alive. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> That's definitely going to be in the intro for mm-hmm. John Legend for the next at least six months to a year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then they'll pick somebody else and the pressure will be off. Wait, but was that a lot of pressure to get that? I mean, so People Magazine said that you are the sexiest man alive. Right. And they somehow got you photographed. Are you coming out of a pool? or Kind of look like a Superman pose. It was pose. in my backyard, uh, mm-hmm. in our pool in the backyard, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so, okay, so when they call you up and say, what? because I've never, we've never interviewed, we've never interviewed an EGOT. Nope, <laughs> nope. We've never interviewed the sexiest man alive. We're checking off a lot of boxes today. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, so when they call you and say, okay, we're going to objectify you in front of the world, yes. how do they How do they tell you that that's that honor? Like, how do you? Well, they told my, I think my publicist, and then my publicist told my manager, my manager calls me, and she's like, um, I don't want to text you this news, I want to call you. And I'm usually just like, I don't. I want to do everything via text and email. She's like, I want to call you and tell you this news is big. And uh, she's like, you're going to be sexiest man alive. I was like, <laughs> I was like what? And uh, immediately I was like excited slash nervous about it because I feel like it's, it's too much pressure. Mm-hmm. Is it? It's like, because people are like, he ain't the sexiest man. He's cute, but you know, it's like nobody will let you actually enjoy it because they're like, Thinking of all the other people they think are sexier than you, and um, you can't really enjoy it. Who's the voting body? Like, is people just editorial decision? Yeah, just decides. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but I mean, you're not worried about trolling. You and your wife can handle social media. Yeah, we can handle it. But I intentionally did not look at my Twitter mentions last night. But I saw you put your side (laughs) by sides, you and Idris. Yes. You you, you you, you got a hand of everybody. I was like, I know what y'all are thinking. We know who last year was. We know I'm me. (laughs) <laughs> but, but it's also great because there haven't been a lot of black men, I don't think. As yeah, not very many. Mm-hmm. Idris, um, The Rock, me, and um, I think Denzel also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's about That's it. That's good company. Yeah, good company. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you're on The Voice. You know what's so crazy? When I mean, yeah, we so when The Voice uh, first came out, you know, we had we were familiar with X Factor and American Idol. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you always had the Simon Cowell that you thought was the draw for the show. Yes. Mm-hmm. And I didn't really think that a show... For music competition could have such positivity yeah. mm-hmm. exuding everywhere. It was almost like, damn, you know, you can catch the flu from it. Yeah. But The Voice is now my favorite show. The well, Voice you is know, the bomb. I think American Idol really did work with Simon being 
kind of the voice of negativity. And they, they started with those auditions where people would almost, it was comedy, you <laughs> yeah, know? Yeah, yeah. Cause people would come on there and then some of them were just terrible mm. and they intentionally had yeah. some terrible people on there so people could make fun of the audition. But the voices hook, I think, has always been the blind audition. Mm -hmm. So we don't see these artists come before us. We just listen, and we're inspired by them. And then we battle for them. Mm -hmm. So people like that interaction between the yeah. coaches where we battle over the artists, and they like the blind aspect. And so that's our hook. Um, but each show has had their own hook. And, you know, we even have a mass singer now. Uh, on Which the, people love that show, too. People love that, too. So every show has their own hook. And uh, I think the voices is really working for us. But I think with the blind audition, you yeah. really take it strips away judgment. It, drip, yeah. it strips mm -hmm. away like gimmicky. It's yeah, just it's based just, on talent. You get to be moved by somebody's voice, and sometimes people's voices really are moving mm -hmm. and inspiring. And you hear it, and it's like, oh wow, this is special. Mm -hmm. And you press that button. He but, he won last season with uh, Malin Malin Jarman. She's so good. She's incredible. I incredible. love her. Yeah, and so, I, I think I got some possible winners on my team. Have, have they is it have you guys shot everything yet? We're and live I, now. So okay. we did our first live shows Monday and Tuesday. Mm -hmm. Um so we got our first uh popular vote results okay. on Tuesday. Mm -hmm. And uh we'll go live again Monday and start keep narrowing it down and then the finale will be right before Christmas. Do you think you have a good shot? I do. I feel like I have at least a couple people that could win the show. Yeah. So now with all the judges, there's been many judge changes on the show. Yeah. Who is the best for? Well, I've only been part of two casts now, and, and now we already taped the third cast for the blind auditions for next season mm -hmm. uh, with Nick Jonas. But I really love the chemistry right now with me, Kelly, Gwen, and Blake. It's been, it's been really good. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I like it. Have you seen Kelly's new talk show? I've been on it. Have you? Yeah. It's it's pretty dope. It's good. Kelly, I mean, she has a gift for gab, and uh, she has a show that she performs on a lot musically, and uh, she's she's having a lot of fun, and I think it's a really entertaining show. Okay, so um, I watched your um, Oscar win uh, speech, yeah. and it was really emotional. Mm -hmm. I mean, it was really good to uh, see you and, and Common win that. How, how did that feel? I always, people ask me, like, what are your biggest moments in your career? And... I always point to that moment because um, we got to win for a song for a film that was so important. So Selma obviously celebrated Dr. King and everybody that marched for voting rights. And uh, it was directed by our friend Ava DuVernay. And it was such a powerful film. And we got to write a really powerful song for that film that not only commemorated Dr. King's work, but was celebrating people who were marching in Ferguson right at that moment, people who were marching in you know, Staten Island after Eric Garner um, was killed. So all these activists were literally marching in the streets as we were writing the song, and we got to celebrate their work too. And we didn't want to waste that moment, so we, you know, we performed with a replica of the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, and we got to speak about what was going on in America at that moment. And uh, it was a powerful moment. But as a creative, are you involved with the whole concept of how you want to bring this song to life? Well, because you don't, I don't really get that like somebody passes you some notes and here's a song and you just sing it. and, and it's, you know. Well, what happened was um, Common was in the edit room with Ava. And Ava was like, we need a, a dope you know, closing song for this film that captures the essence of what the film is about. And they sent me the uh, film, like the rough cut of it. And he gave me some title ideas. And Commons, one of the ideas he gave me was the title Glory. And um, I was like, I love that word. I'm going to use that word, and that'll be like my, my concept for the song. And um, I built a chorus and a musical bed around that idea of glory. I sent it back to um, Common, 
and he made his verses, um, and uh, we we had a song. Yeah. And uh, I was like, "Is Ava happy? Does she love it?" And Common was like, "Yeah, she she loves it." It was in the film, and then the rest is history. Yeah, that's one of the dopest things about you because you can hear your voice on amazing uh, films like Selma, and then you can go to a Rick Ross album where you're yeah. favorite hip hop yeah. artist. <laughs> And you can hear John Legend as well. Are you consciously keeping that balance, or you just love the music that much? Well, I, that's just a part of my upbringing. You know, I grew up on hip hop and R and B, and I've always felt like they were, you know, like I like I said on Rhythm and Flow, R and B is the chill cousin of yeah, hip hop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and we've always collaborated. You know, Kanye produced um, my first five albums, and I collaborated with him throughout my early career. Yeah. And a lot of my first opportunities as a vocalist to be heard were on hip-hop albums. The first time I ever played on an album as a pianist was uh, the Lauryn Hill album. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I played on Everything Is Everything. Mm -hmm. and, Which uh, was an amazing that. song, by the way. Thank mm -hmm. you. And and so my whole career, I've been collabing with hip-hop artists, and so I've, I've always thought of that as part of who I am as an artist. But, you know, a lot of people kind of leave that side behind you yeah. know, as they grow. Like like I said, you're, you're doing things for films, you're on The Voice, but I feel like you always keep your hip-hop side close. I love it. I love working with Ross. I feel like he and I are like a perfect combination, his voice and my voice. And whenever he reaches out to me and is like, can you bless the album? I'm like, please, I'd love to. Well, speaking of Kanye West, we both have been to Sunday service. I've been there three times. Mm -hmm. He's been there once. Uh, she has not been there yet. She's, she's, not a, going. she's a critic. I haven't been either. Um, so what do you think of Kanye West and the whole Jesus is King movement now? You know, I just feel like Kanye follows his muse. Like, this is where he is in his head right now. This is what he's interested in. And I feel like as an artist, that's how he's always been. He mm -hmm. follows. He's he's very truthful and very free about where he is at that moment. And he communicates that through his art. And that's what he's doing right now. I've said he's a visionary. And I said that he's a genius. I think sometimes people get conflicted between his music and his artistry and his ability to create a vision and manifest it into reality mm -hmm. and his personal selections with, you know, his friends in the White House. Yeah. And, and, and you know, a lot of us have disagreed with him being, you know, mm -hmm. uh, embracing Trump and embracing that whole movement. And obviously I've publicly done so and mm. privately and then he publicized it. Um, yeah. but, you know, I, I still feel the same way about that. Like, I, I strongly disagree with that whole movement. And I, I think it, it was a mistake for him to align himself with with Trump. But I still think he's a great artist, and he continues to follow his muse. And and I think we're better off with him being free as a creator to do whatever inspires him at that moment. And it's going to take us through journeys. You know, wherever he is in his life, that's what we're going to see in his work. Well, I think you're a good—I mean, I think good friends pick up the phone and call their friends and have real conversations. Yeah. So it's good to hear So we talk. talked about it, and, you know, y'all saw some of it. But, yeah, uh, yeah. You know that was the, that was the honest conversation. That's interesting because a lot of a lot of people's relationships did not last with <laughs> you know when somebody was a Trump supporter and somebody was anti-Trump. There, yeah. I mean, families fell apart. You know. Yeah, and you know, I think everybody's got to deal with their own family situation, their own friend situation, yeah. in their own way, and you know, you handle it the way you handle it. What I like about you, though, is you've been proven to that you can be positive and have a very successful career. I think it all mm. boils down to having real talent. I mean, because there's a lot. Of, I mean, I'm on the show called Love and Hip Hop, which, by the way, I told everybody there, I don't see any of you on Billboard, but you have a show <laughs> to do music. <laughs> uh, but no, but well, how do you stay so positive in a world that's consumed with so much negativity? Well, I don't think it's always about positivity. I think it's about truth telling and being authentic. And, and so some of the things I talk about are negative. Some of the things I talk about 
are pretty dark subjects, but I try to talk about a positive vision for how we fix it, how we change it. And, um, and, but it's always honest, and it's always me being true to who I am and what I want the world to be. And I feel like people respect that in the artists. Um, Nina Simone and you know Paul Robeson, uh, Nina S Simone said an artist's duty is to reflect the times that they mm -hmm. live in. And then Paul Robeson said <clears throat> that we're the gatekeepers of truth. And so I feel like that's part of what artists are supposed to do. And the artists I grew up loving were artists that did that. See, I, but, 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 but that's what I'm saying. I mean, I think, like, I'll give an example. So I was in Vegas at Floyd Mayweather's house. We're watching the surviving R. Kelly thing. And mm -hmm. here comes John Legend. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, yeah. the courage it takes to be out there and to have yeah. an opinion. We've I've been very vocal about it. Uh, we've all been very mm -hmm. vocal about it. Um, but to, to see you there, it, it caught me off guard because I didn't expect you yeah. to be so honest. But why did you choose to do that? Well, you know, part of it was... Um, just as simple as Dream Hampton's a friend of mine. We've worked together mm -hmm. on uh, on uh, criminal justice reform issues, and she's uh, just been a friend and somebody I respect and trust. And so when somebody like that reaches out to you, you, you at least entertain the idea of doing it. And then um, on... Uh, on that front, that's I was in agreement with her mission for the film. But also, um, some good friends of mine uh, were always part of the Mute R. Kelly movement. Um, they, uh, one of them is a rape survivor. She started a whole organization in Chicago uh, working with young black girls who were rape survivors. And obviously, if you're working with young black girls in Chicago who are rape survivors, one of your like public enemy number one is R. Kelly, because literally that's what he was doing, was taking young black girls, going to McDonald's and doing all this other mess, going to recruit these girls so that they could become part of his, you know, um, whatever, harem. harem. Yeah. Um, and so um, when I had a connection with folks who were protesting that for years, had a connection with Dream, and then she asked me, would I speak in the film? I was like, sure. Just kind of aligned. Yeah. I was like, why not? I'm so, I'm, I have no loyalty to you know I was a really, child rapist, so what am I going to do? We love John. Oh, I was really <laughs> surprised that you did, just for the simple fact that a lot of artists would want to kind of, you know, they may have their private thoughts, but they wouldn't want to share mm -hmm. them with the world just because people, artists are very sensitive. They don't want to be criticized, mm -hmm. and they don't want to be wrong. Yeah. But you, I thought that that was a really brave move for you to be so vocal about that. Yeah, part of me, part, I mean, I respect when people tell me they think it was brave, but part of me is like, I, I didn't feel like it was that brave. Yeah, mm -hmm. but, it, but it is. I mean, for you, you, I mean, you perform, I mean, I know you performed everywhere, but you performed at the Legends Ball. There wasn't a, I mean, the, um, the dinner that, uh, you know what I'm saying, the Oprah's, lunch for Oprah. Uh, yeah. You're everywhere. I mean, you're in all the right places that a lot of people, uh, you know, they either don't have the talent to be there or they just aren't there. I don't know, maybe they don't have the team that you have. Mm -hmm. But yeah, but, no, no. But either way, to have the courage to do that, I mean, and to have all the success you have and do I thought it was courageous. Now, I want to piggyback uh, off you were saying, Jason, because you are everywhere. Do you deal with any social anxiety? No, not at all. <laughs> no, no, because no, we were just talking about um, a new artist. She's making her way in the game, Summer, Summer Walker. Walker. Okay. And she put a, you know, she canceled her tour because of social anxiety. Okay. And Jason was like, what the hell? You know, these new artists these days. Give me the sweater. Yeah. <laughs> I, no, I, this is what But I, I don't want to make fun of somebody. Not even making fun of it, no. but do, can you see that, you know, coming up in the game as a new R&B yeah. artist? Just being in this game, period, can you see where that maybe might be the right move to make to maybe stop a tour? Is that something well, you, you know, would never do? I think a lot of artists deal with some sort of anxiety. Some deal with depression. And, and a lot of times their art is informed by that. And sometimes we get dope art out of artists that are like that. Mm -hmm. Because like 
some of the demons they're dealing with make for interesting art. And like Mary J. Blige. Well, a lot of folks. I mean, Kanye's talked about being bipolar. And like a lot of different artists have mental issues and and uh, anxieties and depression and all kinds of things. And it's complicated for them because it makes their life more difficult in some ways, but it also makes them uh, more creative in other yeah. ways. Mm -hmm. And so we see both. But it doesn't make it easy for them as artists to, 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 to be in this world. This world is crazy. Like, uh, if you don't have the mental strength to deal with it, it's a lot to deal with. Yeah. Being looked at by so many people, being... Uh, judged, on, being judged, media. being on social media, Man. all these other things. It's a lot of pressure for people. I, and so I can understand why some people would be like, I don't know if I can do all of this. Maybe yeah. I just want to make a record and yeah. not tour it. Yeah. You know, like some people might not be able to handle it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I wasn't making fun of her. Yeah. No, I, I don't have, feel like he was no, making fun of her. I have a sweater that says, what would Beyonce do? <laughs> and, and I made this sweater. Beyonce would show up. <laughs> right. I'm just saying like, you know, I mean... It's probably stressful for Trump to be the president. Mm -hmm. uh -huh. That was a bullshit joke. <laughs> but, I mean, but I mean, like, what would Beyonce do? I just—I think he's stressed today as these impeachment <laughs> hearings are going on. <laughs> well, listen, no, see, you know, uh -huh. we're going to ask this question, but I do have to ask you. So, yeah. um, I love your wife. I don't know why she blocked us. I think we're blocked on uh -oh. Instagram. Keep oh, no. Talk. We'll talk directly. What did y'all say? Nothing. <laughs> Let me tell you something. We, we live for her because yeah, the, we the do. last time I saw you, I I'm going to talk to her and find out. She might not remember why. She probably did. She might for, have forgotten giving y'all by now and forgot no, about we, it. We love her. But no, the last time I saw you two was at a Lakers game. Uh -huh. It was when it was right before you announced that you were expecting your second child. Oh, okay. But you guys were in the private lounge, you know, when you have the courtside yes. seats, all the bougie people, we get to go in the back. Yes. But you were up, up against the bar where I couldn't see that she was pregnant. Uh -huh. I wish I would have been, I was right there close to an exclusive and didn't even know. You didn't know. But congratulations. And you're like, why isn't Chrissy having a drink with John? <laughs> right. <laughs> but when she's attacked by the Cheeto in charge, is that something that makes you just, I mean, like, how do you absorb that? Because when I talked about you being positive earlier, yeah. you don't go on your... When you use Zoom, every day is a little better. That's a pretty great thought if you think about it. We're talking about Zoom Video Communications with the web's best-reviewed video conference service. It's used by millions to meet one-on-one -on -one or hundreds at a time. That's pretty mind-boggling. Zoom video conferencing lets you connect face-to-face -face with anyone across town or across the world with flawless video, clear audio, and instant sharing of files, video, anything. And you can connect through any device, desktop, laptop, tablet, smartphone, conference room system. I could just keep going on. Look, everyone, if you're not using Zoom video communications, the only question we have is why not? Why not? We'll make it super easy for you. Just visit Zoom online and set up a free account today. You can try the most affordable and most reliable video communication solution on the market. So meet happy with Zoom. Instagram like or Twitter like I may and just go off. You guys We kind of went off on him. We we said some choice words about him and <laughs> there was a certain yeah, term did. term that was trending on Twitter and a certain uh full version of that term that wasn't allowed to trend on Twitter on Twitter because it was too um profane. Um, we can say it here. We can say pussy ass bitch here. Yes, oh, we okay, can. We can say it. So anyway, you know, obviously, not always positive. Yeah. No, that was but positive. Uh, that was everything. It, sometimes you gotta tell the truth, even when it's negative. 
I think she's amazing, honestly. Like, there is nobody who can clap back at him better than she can. We, she, it, it, she knows epic. his weaknesses. Yeah, she yes. does. And I don't think we've ever interviewed anybody whose wife put their ass on the internet. <laughs> Wait, you, what? Oh, what do you mean? He know what I'm talking about. Uh, you know that, first? Somebody asked me one of my most embarrassing moments. I was like, that was embarrassing. <laughs> was it? <laughs> I thought that was amazing. Your wife, you guys are you guys are hilarious. And I love your relationship with your uh, your. Is it parent-in-law? Is that what you call her? So my mother-in-law mother lives with us. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And then uh, my father-in-law lives, you know, like 15 minutes from us. So we see both of them a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So I have to say with this new Christmas album coming up, this weekend we went to Oakland to the Afrotech conference and we oh. pulled up your last uh, 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 um, Christmas album. Mm -hmm. You didn't have my favorite things on that album. Right. So we put four more songs on this one. This is okay. a basically the same album, but deluxe. So we um, put Baby It's Cold Outside with, with Kelly, Kelly Clarkson. Clarkson. We put My Favorite Things, a song called Christmas in New Orleans. And um, we did This Christmas by Donny Hathaway. So a legendary, I love that. So a, a legendary Christmas. Um, mm -hmm. Why wouldn't you do a Christmas tour or something? I mean, oh, I did it last year. No, I did but this year. I couldn't. The oh, Voice. Too busy. Oh, okay. Yeah, The Voice. Like, we, we're doing live shows every Monday and Tuesday until Christmas time, basically. Mm -hmm. So I don't have time to tour. But I had... So much fun touring the album last year. But how it was did, my favorite tour I've done. How did you pick these extra songs that you put on the deluxe album? So Legendary Christmas, because I won't lie. I mean, I went to the SWV one. I listened to uh, My Favorite Things, then went to find yours and uh, didn't have it. And so I'm glad to see that it's on here now. Yeah, well, we just started listening to old songs. We wrote a few mm -hmm. songs last year as well. We put, uh, I think, four or five originals on the album last year. And, you know, we just were listening for songs that we loved that we thought we could do a good version of. Uh, Raphael Sadiq produced the whole album. Wow. Is that your wow. first time? That's not your first time working no, with him. No, the first time no. we worked together was back in on my second album. Mm -hmm. um, once again, that was way back, like thirteen years ago. Mm -hmm. So we've been working together for years. I've been a fan of his since way before that. Um, and it he's feels been, good. yeah, man. I mean, Tony, 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 Lucy Pearl, mm -hmm. his solo albums, his production for D'Angelo, Solange, mm -hmm. and so many other artists. Um, he's just been one of the MVPs of soul music for like 30 years so uh the chance to work with him has been you know incredible who is your favorite producer to work with i love working with Raphael. Uh -huh. uh, i've loved working with kanye over the years he's been responsible for some of my favorite songs i've done will i am have, uh, has been hey. responsible for some of my favorite songs i've done uh, those are definitely three of my favorites now i don't know if you talked to kanye recently or how that mm -hmm. relationship works but if he did reach out to you about it's outside of the Trump stuff mm -hmm. about being a part of Sunday service and maybe singing, mm -hmm. playing the piano. Would you be interested in any of that? I mean, it's just a matter of the right time and the right material. I'm always open to collaborate with Kanye, though. Okay. Well, more of the minister of music, I would assume. Yeah, I'm just I used about to, being I used a to part of that. Yeah. I, used to, I grew up in the church and I, I was literally the minister of music yeah. uh, growing up and uh, in college for a while, too. So uh, it's definitely part of who I am as an artist. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I'm looking to join the L.A. board uh, for the Grammys. I know that you are. I'm on the board. Yes, sir. I know. And uh, yeah, I mean, just because I felt like there needs to be. I've been on this whole thing about inclusion of black journalists. Yes. Uh, you know, more people in the LGBT community having yes. access. I just think it's important for us to see us on the carpets and behind the scenes as yes. much as we see mm -hmm. each other on stage. And it's important for us to vote uh, in, in, in these Grammy, uh, you know, the in the voting every year because... A lot of times we complain about not seeing the artists that we want represented, and uh, you know we are 
the people who could make that happen. So we, we have to make sure we engage in the process if we want to see the Grammys change. Um, if, if you don't care about the Grammys changing, then don't vote. But if you actually want the Grammys to represent what the music community thinks, then we have to represent our portion of the music community in the Grammys. Well, when I met with them recently, it's interesting because I think people look at the Grammys the same way you look at um, the presidential election, right? Like, mm. how do they win? Well, yeah. there's a process yeah. by which a person gets in that position or yeah. wins that award. Yeah, and, and it's defined by who's voting mm -hmm. right and if we don't vote <laughs> then we don't have a voice and it's the same with the presidential election and I and I think it feeds itself negatively it's like a negative cycle because the more you see artists that you don't like winning the more you're like man I don't even want to get involved yeah, yeah. Right. and then the more artists that you don't like are going to win because you're not getting involved so if you want to flip the cycle you got to be like Let's get involved. And you got to be a part of the process. Yeah, right? be part of the process. But seeing that Grammy, you know, voting process and all those categories and all those genres, I can see how people can get a lot of stuff wrong because Well, focus on the genre you know. Yeah. Because in the Grammys, they they you don't have to vote in every category. Okay. You vote in the ones that you actually know. If you know hip hop, <laughs> if you know R&B, vote in those categories and make sure people that don't know it aren't way in yeah, the vote. Yeah, yeah, they in there like, ah, I know that person. <laughs> Could you imagine if we all voted for Beyonce to win Best Country Song? <laughs> we could have done it. I, mean, I don't know if we would have been victorious. That's what I feel like we going on. They be just looking at it like, oh, I know that name. Yeah, so. but I, I feel like people shouldn't vote if they don't know the category that well. Yeah. And if you do know it, make sure you represent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay, so you've done everything. Uh, you've won the EGOT. You're, all, you're, you're young. I'm 40. You've young. You've He's young. got a birthday Jeez. coming up, December twenty eighth. Yeah, I'll be forty one, December twenty eighth. Mm. That's right. We had birthdays this like not too long ago. Uh, well, mine was like last Capricorn week. Oh, you just no, one. Scorpio. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, d I dated yep. a Capricorn once. It wasn't the best experience. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you all are great people. <laughs> I She's a Scorpio. She just turned forty three. I turned forty two. He mm -hmm. just turned thirty, and he's already asking for advice. Just keep living, I guess. I don't no. know. man, yeah. you a baby in this. I group. know, man. I'm a, I want marriage <laughs> advice though. I'm trying to figure that part out. You That's got time. We got time. That was best. Best advice we got today. <laughs> so, so okay, so you've time. done it all. I mean, do you? What do you do now? I mean, like at some point, because I guess before you started in music, you know, you had your idea of okay, I, did you have an idea of I want to win this award, I want to make X money, or was it just what? Was I it? definitely didn't dream about an EGOT. I didn't even know what that was. Um, I definitely dreamt about Grammys, though. I grew okay. up watching the Grammys, and I grew up playing music and wanting to be a, 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 a musician for my career. Mm -hmm. So the Grammys were always a goal. But all the other stuff, I had no idea. I had no dreams of being Sexiest Man Alive or <laughs> Emmy, Emmy winner, Oscar winner. None of that even occurred to me. Mm -hmm. But as I got more involved in the industry and, and started working with filmmakers and started my own production company, all these other opportunities started coming. And uh, eventually, I was in a position where I was one letter away from EGOT status. And I was like, oh, this could actually happen. And... Um, I started in Jesus Christ Superstar and was mm -hmm. one of the producers of it, and uh, we won for best um, live music special. But still, now that you've gotten it all, I mean, I saw that Chrissy put in her uh, bio, she put uh, Married to the Sexiest Man Alive or something like that. Sleeping with, currently sleeping with, <laughs> sleeping with the Sexiest Man Alive. So now do you print that out and put it next to your Oscar? Or it has to go somewhere. It, it'll now. look a little tacky in our living room uh, for you. So I'm not going to put it up there. But uh, I'm proud of it. You know, it's, it's just another cool thing that's happened in my life. Something I never dreamed of happening, but it, it's a pretty cool thing and I'm, I'm, I'm enjoying it. Um, and trying not to worry about all the naysayers <laughs> that are like, 
I, I could have think of like a hundred more sexy people than him. Nah. But, <laughs> but now that you've seemingly, not to worry about now it. that you've seemingly achieved it all, mm-hmm. I mean, in terms of the trophies that represent success yeah. in each lane, uh, you're now sexiest man alive. Mm-hmm. What what else? What else is next? Philanthropy. Well, he's a, he's a huge philanthropist. You well, know? The, even that, like, even artistically, mm-hmm. I don't look at it as I've accomplished everything. I'm I'm always thinking about, well, what's my next album going to be? Like, how do I creatively? Um, continue to achieve the best creative work that I can achieve. And so when I'm in the studio, I'm not resting on what I did before. Mm-hmm. I, I have to prove myself again and again. And by the way, there aren't a lot of you know stars over 40 that are making current hits. And so at a certain point, you know, it's even harder to prove yourself. Um, even though you've achieved all this stuff, like um, fans are looking to something new. So um, I have to continue to prove myself and uh, I don't take any of it for granted. Mm. Well, I, I think you're definitely. I mean, I mean, we appreciated uh, hearing that you were coming up here. Yeah, I'm excited to be here. I, I'm glad y'all had me. Here. We are shocked that you're here. Oh. Honestly, <laughs> <laughs> like to I'm not. Honest. We're. Like, I walked in. I was like, so we got a legend coming in the studio today. But I'm uh, bump. No, yeah. <laughs> funny they texted and said John Legend is coming. I was like, have he, has he seen the show? I mean, we. Uh, <laughs> our show is pretty. It's pretty reckless. Yeah. I wanted to ask you about Free America. Yeah. The campaign that you started back in um, 2015. Yeah. Uh, to change the national conversation surrounding uh, our country's misguided criminal justice policies and to end mass incarceration. I'm sure you get asked this question once or twice just because of the close relationship with Kanye. What are your thoughts on Kim taking, you know, really taking this as a position that she wants to, you know, involve herself in? Like, what are your thoughts on what she's accomplished so far? I think it's great. I I, I honestly believe she comes to it from a very sincere place. Mm -hmm. She's literally studying uh, for the bar. Like, Mm -hmm. she's really focused on it. And I think a lot of celebrities get involved in subjects where they only want to kind of, kind of, Dabble. Just have the just have the visual yeah. of them, or just yeah. or just dabble. Mm-hmm. It's more like a hobby. But I feel like she's doing it with a, a level of depth and sincerity that is genuine. Mm-hmm. And um, I think there's a lot of things that need to change. Mm-hmm. And one of the things she's been focused on is getting clemency or getting people's sentences reduced. And I think that's important, especially for those families. Like mm-hmm. those families, yeah. they've had their uh, family member taken away from them for decades. Some of them are innocent of the crimes they were convicted of. Some of them um, were drastically over-sentenced for the crime that they uh, committed. And Kim's been working to free some of those people. And I think that's a part of it. But mm-hmm. a lot of what I focus on is not individual clemencies, even though we do mm-hmm. some of that. Um, but it's about changing the law, changing the structure, yeah. changing the whole system uh, so that these people don't get locked up for that long in the first place. And some of them don't get locked up at all. Um, and so we want to change as much on the policy side, the system side, the structure side, um, so that we don't have to uh, free people on the back end or, or get clemency on the back end. We don't put them in there in the first place. But all of it helps. And for those families, it's like everything. They get their family member back after decades of being separated from them. Well, when the general public hears something like that, like how can somebody, they tend to feel very powerless, yeah. you know? So what is... When it comes to using data, everyone is different. Which is why Xfinity Mobile created a different kind of wireless network. One that's designed to save you money by letting you design your own data. Giving you more choice and control compared to other top wireless carriers. Now, you can choose unlimited, shared data, or mix lines of each and switch any line, anytime. No one else lets you do that. Or automatically connects you to millions of secure Wi-Fi hotspots and the best LTE everywhere else. So no matter where you are, we've got you covered. 
all while saving up to $400 a year on your wireless bill. Xfinity Mobile. It's wireless reimagined. Call, visit a store, or go to XfinityMobile.com today. Simple. Easy. Awesome. Restrictions apply. Not available in all areas. Requires residential postpay Xfinity Internet. Actual savings vary and are not guaranteed. For Xfinity Mobile broadband disclosures, visit www.xfinity.com slash mobile. Something, you know, that you've learned along the way that you can advise people to do. You know, I I, I say um, get involved in local politics. Yes, you that know? is it. That's, um, that's it, Melissa. Because yeah. if you look at... Most of the things that happen in criminal justice, mm-hmm. they happen on a state and a local level. Yeah. Even though we we always worry about who's the president, who's mm-hmm. the attorney general, mm-hmm. like almost all the policy, almost all the people that are locked up because of crime are locked up because of state and local laws, mm-hmm. and yeah. they did it through the state courts, and they're locked up in a state prison or the local jail. Mm-hmm. So um, these local elections matter. Mm-hmm. So your district attorney, yeah. critical. Mm-hmm. Every every city, every every county should know who their district attorney is and make sure they're voting for somebody who is more progressive and is and is trying to decarcerate and not incarcerate. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've had some great victories on the state level, like changing the marijuana laws in California. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, we had a proposition that passed that reduced six felonies down to misdemeanors and, and freed a lot of people that were uh, convicted under the previous regime. So a lot of people have been freed because of changes that the people have voted for in California, in other uh, states around the country. In Florida, we had the craziest victory that I I couldn't even have imagined happening. Mm -hmm. It took 60% of Florida to say um, 1.4 million former felons could vote again. They were one of four states in the country that didn't allow people who had a felony on their record to vote, no matter Mm -hmm. what. For the Mm -hmm. rest of their lives, Mm -hmm. you could have gotten convicted when you were 18. You could have been not even gone to prison or, you know, been out of prison by 20. And you couldn't vote for the rest of your life. It's mm-hmm. over. And so four states were like that, Florida being the biggest one. And I worked with a, uh, an organization uh, in Florida called the Florida Rights Restoration Coalition that changed that law, got 60% of the state to vote for it. 1.4 million people were allowed to vote after that. And that's the biggest uh, biggest uh, enfranchisement since women got the right to vote. So. These are major victories that we can achieve just by voting in state and local elections. So I want people to not feel like they're powerless. You can Mm. get involved in these elections. Mm -hmm. Um, You can vote, and your voice actually matters in these issues. And and those wins prove to me that it's worth fighting for, Mm -hmm. and we can actually achieve some victories. I remember going to Atlanta, and everybody was up in arms around uh, the state wanting to control the abortion abortion rights of women Mm -hmm. in the state. And it's just like, how do you... You, you wonder, you look up and things are happening because around you, elections are happening and you're not involved in the process. Yeah, but also we got to look at Georgia because they, they made a concerted effort to stop black people from voting. Right. Uh, the state uh, secretary of state who eventually became the governor, mm-hmm. like he personally was making sure black people couldn't vote. So a lot of times we criticize our folks for not voting. Yeah. But a lot of times it's because there's They've a concerted pro- effort to yeah. stop them from voting too. Mm-hmm. So we got to work on both sides, get people the desire to vote, but also make sure that the state and the the, the government isn't putting roadblocks in their way that make it extremely difficult mm-hmm. for them to vote. Yeah, I mean, people think because you have the right to vote, voter suppression isn't a real thing. Oh, it's so real. And, and they know it. Like they That's know crazy. they know how powerful we are if we actually vote. And so they put up roadblocks. Um, rather than try to win our vote, mm-hmm. they try to stop us from voting. Mm-hmm. 
All right, well, listen, I know you got to get out of here, but uh, I just wanted to say again, the uh, Legendary Christmas, the deluxe album, yes. is, is it out now? It's, it's out drop? now. It's out, it's out now. It. You can stream it now wherever you stream music. You can buy it. We got vinyl coming soon if you like to do that. I, I still spend some vinyl at my house. See, and this is good music yes. to play in the background when you're drunk. Auntie is trying to figure out. Yes. <laughs> yes, it's, it's anti-approved. <laughs> we appreciate you coming up here. And please tell Chrissy to unblock us. Hollywood I, I'm go- Hollywood love- unblocked. Unlocked. Yeah, uh, <laughs> we love the legends. I'm, I'm gonna find out what happened. She probably doesn't even remember, honestly. Yeah, she's probably like these motherfuckers. I do, I do have to say something because I'm obsessed with Chrissy. Uh-huh. I am like every woman on the planet. When I was doing a reality show, she actually tweeted. She was like, "Okay, I might be late to the game, but at Miss Melissa Ford, that's my name on Twitter, uh-huh. is gorgeous. I still have it. I still have it. Fr- like, I want to frame it. Atlanta, right?" Was it no, 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 no. Oh. It was uh, called Blood, Sweat, and Heels. Oh, that yes. Was, that was the name of the show. That's right. So we can, yeah. we can print that tweet out yeah, yeah, and yeah. put that next to John Sexist Man Alive poster and just hang it as a banner. Here we go. It, Here it, we it, go. Was, it was a highlight. Yes. It was a highlight for me. Okay. Said, so. All right. Well, thank you for coming on the show. We appreciate it. Yes. Thank All right, you. We're out of here. Peace. Blood, Sweat, and Heels. I feel like I watched that with her. At <laughs> you might have. Yes. I'm remembering this now. <laughs> All right. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Peace. Bye, everybody. If you love classic Guy Ritchie movies like Snatch and Sherlock Holmes, then you don't want to miss The Gentleman in theaters January 24th. It's got an all-star cast, great action, and looks funny as hell. Starring Matthew McConaughey, Charlie Hunnam, Henry Golding, Michelle Dockery, Colin Farrell, and Hugh Grant, it doesn't get any better than this. McConaughey plays a weed kingpin trying to cash in and get out of the game. He puts in motion a series of schemes, bribery, and blackmail, led by those trying to steal his domain out from under him. Go see the gentleman in theaters everywhere, January 24th.